I like I like to think that today Brett Brown or not Brett Brown, excuse me, Sam Hinkie was just hanging out at home, went to the gym, you know, got done at the gym. He's coming in, you know, he's he's all sweaty and he pulls out his phone, you know, he gets a little buzz on his phone, clicks into Twitter and he sees that they've hired Doc Rivers and he screams aloud to his empty home. This wasn't part of the process and chucks it across the room. We didn't like we didn't even like we didn't even like have some time to just like chat amongst ourselves before you're just like fuck it we're recording so I guess we'll do it live. I mean we'll do it live. You're doing it now. You know, you're always saying that you want to have like witty banter and like a nice you know rapport building in the beginning, a little bit of back and forth, a little tete a tete, you know, covering some things that are not basketball related. I call it fun and easy banter. Not witty banter. Right. <laughs> I gave us a I gave us a, a, a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. Well, we we're not. not <laughs> I was gonna say, according to Mel Brooks, wit is not an upgrade. He has a very famous saying: "Funny is money, wit is shit." Apparently, he said that a lot while writing, like when they're in writers' rooms and shit. Mel Brooks is gonna live forever, right? One hundred thousand years old. He is. He is going to actually live long enough to do the one thousand year old man bit that he used to do with Carl Reiner. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Wasn't that recent? Wasn't Carl Reiner recent? Yeah, I mean, a couple months ago. I think. Yeah, I don't remember how long ago. Pretty recently, but it was the one that really, one that really got me was, was Jerry Stiller. Oh yeah, that one was tough. I I like uh, Seinfeld's on on uh, like the U or whatever you know. Sure. Like late late like later in the evening and uh uh I I, I was I I watched it all the time and my favorite scene. What the episode with my favorite scene was on. It's like when Jer- or, uh, uh, George's parents are like getting divorced. They ultimately don't get divorced. But uh, he goes to the diner to see George, Jerry Stiller's character, Frank Costanza. And uh, George goes, so dad, I-, I heard you were in the city the other day. And <laughs> Jerry Stiller goes, your mother has to tell you every move I make. <laughs> <laughs> It fucking kills me every time. I've seen the episode probably 15 times. Oh my God. I laugh every single time. Oh, God. It's, Seinfeld is one of those shows that I just never got into. I've seen episodes, but I just never got into it. It's one of the greatest I, shows in television history, man. I, I, You know, my parents watched it a lot when I was a kid, and I always was like, this is so dumb. Why do people watch this? And then I became an adult, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I get this. It's yeah. Great. Our, our parents hated it. Our yeah. parents, but our we, parents we had like ninety percent of comedy. This is true. I don't know how we're so funny because they're they're stern. They're I'll tell so you why. Stern. Because they're stern Puerto Rican parents, yep. and because they were so stern and oppressive with you, you you sought out the comedy because right. <laughs> you know they wouldn't let you have the comedy in their house. It's like it's like you know those movies, like a, a movie like that you know depicts like a. a a music star from like the fifties where like, you know, his parents were like, there'll be no rock and roll in this house. <laughs> rock and yeah. roll anyway. Uh, yes. I just watched the pick of destiny. Not too while ago. You, I do remember that. <laughs> I was mostly thinking, our son. Why were you ever born? I was more thinking, uh, walk hard. Oh 
God, I love that one. movie. Which is an extremely underrated movie. So great. That movie is so, so fucking funny. What's the one that just came out recently with like the Indian family where he's like really into Billy Joel or not Billy Joel, fucking uh, it's, uh, Bruce Springsteen? It's called Born to Run. It's pretty That's good. One. I heard it's pretty good. I oh, I good. have not seen that. I have no clue what that is. I went on like a movie and, uh, yesterday. Was, was good. The movie where uh, the Beatles just don't exist oh, anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> it's pretty good. I, all of my friends hate that movie. Huh yesterday they all if i asked bob what he thought about yesterday he'd probably just scream fuck yesterday okay well nikki here's the fucking problem your friends are all like actor fucking you know movie people right and like nobody's sitting here and pretending the movie is fucking groundbreaking but it's just yeah. a classic like a classic but it's like a light-hearted uh you it know seems like a light-hearted movie. movie you know that like like look man if that thing won an oscar i'd probably be up in arms about that like, <laughs> i'm not gonna sit here and say that like you know i didn't enjoy watching the movie yeah. yeah, I could never be a good movie critic. I watched I Feel Pretty the other night, so I'm disqualified from all. Just it's it's not even worth it. It's the fucking Amy Schumer movie. It's terrible, but it made oh, you feel. Oh yeah, she knocks her feel, head and thinks she's like yeah. gorgeous. It's yeah, reverse. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that other Jack Black movie? Reverse Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, yeah. <laughs> it's a girl who who, in all honesty, is not fat in real life. Is just Hollywood says she's fat as shit. Uh. She's actually pretty average weight, and then she f- knocks her head and goes, "Hey, I'm actually not bad looking." That's, yeah, but I'm sure it's not that funny. It looked I, that movie I was it. on like FX or something, and I, I sat through about twenty or twenty five minutes of it, and then I was like, "This is fucking terrible." <laughs> I had to yeah. turn yeah. it off. I mean, it's, it's a bad good. movie. It's yeah. not great. It's not I do great. like Trainwreck though. Trainwreck. I was just Trainwreck is solid. Trainwreck so, I haven't seen any of The funniest thing about Trainwreck, though, was that LeBron was the best, LeBron, the best part of the whole movie. Well, no, the two best parts of that movie were athletes, LeBron and John Cena. John Cena was oh, fucking man. hilarious in that movie. Yeah, Cena was great. And it's they, uh, yes, they're both just playing themselves, but they both do such a good job that it was fucking hilarious. Well, John Cena wasn't playing himself; he was playing a character. I guess he was a character, but it's he was pretty much just John. Basically, Cena. Basically, uh, basically. I mean, I, I think this is pretty common knowledge, and you guys are both like internet people. You go on the internet uh, frequently. You spend time on social media, so you you may know this, and I do feel like it's well documented. But do you know that John Cena uh, has? granted by far it's like not even close has granted by far the most wishes through make a wish i heard that like i think it's by like thousands like he fucking destroyed everyone it's insane he's He's like like, by all accounts like a really good person yeah that's that's yeah from what i've heard he's a very nice man uh he like legit but like it's not just like he'll you can be 40 text make a wish john cena show up like what's up guys Da, 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 da. Alpha dudes, and then just like, so what you guys want to do? Go bowling? I'd go bowling with John Cena. Yeah, I feel like I could beat him. I go bowling with you. Oh, I would love to go bowling with you guys. I like bowling. You're a Bowling's celebrity. Fun. You host a podcast that That's true. people listen to from time we should, to time. We should charge people to yeah, bowl buddy. with us. That's I'm gonna start a. Do. I'm gonna start a cameo page. Sure, let's do it. People definitely want us to wish them happy birthday. Mm-hmm. For 100%. sure. 100%. Um, guys, do you know what episode today is? 200? 150? 150, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Look, man, I wasn't, I wasn't around for the first, like, I don't know, 50 or so. It's fair. That's fair. True. Um, so happy 100th episode to Happy you, 100th episode to Tad. Welcome back, y'all. This is NBA episode 150, dude. Vince Carter with a zero at the end. 
I'm so freaking pumped. I can't believe we made it here. I'll tell you what, we are gluttons for punishment, and we don't know any better because we don't have much to do on Thursday nights. Um, Super happy about this. Happy to be here. Happy to be doing this for another week for you 10 or so listeners. Um, Can't wait to get into tonight's topics. I'm your host, Jay Quiles, a.k.a. uh, Contavious Caldwell the Pope. <laughs> I actually like it. I like that. It's so dumb that it's funny. <laughs> My brother from the West Coast, introduce yourself, sir. Nikki Keyless, aka Bam at a bio a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I like that. That is my go-to karaoke song. I fucking love that song. Oh, you like the you like hitting them high notes. Yo, I mean, so do I. And I like my, to do the young dro. I do the young dro. My go-to karaoke oh. is I believe in a thing called love. Oh, good one. I've witnessed. I, uh, I mean, uh, this is the most on-brand thing of all time. But like, I love karaoke, and I like to sing a lot of different songs. But if I had to pick a go-to of mine, it's Sugar, We're Going Down. Uh, because nothing, nothing gets the people going like some 2003 fallout boy. And I jump around the stage and yeah. get like super into, it. I love really? karaoke. Really yeah, yeah. Like, really dude, I'm, I'm a, I'm a born showman. I can't sing with a damn. <laughs> Likewise. But, like, that's why I move so much on stage. Oh, I got him. moves like Jagger and a voice like probably Keith Moon. I don't think he can sure. sing. Um, I, I like to pull the move. I like to put the microphone in somebody's face, like someone's random face, and see if they'll <laughs> sing. They usually don't. But that is a risky move at a bar. Uh, ah, my, yeah. my brethren with less melanin, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hey, what's up? It's Tad, and I'm just gonna follow Nikki's lead. So it's Tad, aka How Could You Be Mohawkless? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. God, uh, I, feel like I mean, well, Nikki, Nikki hit the T pain and like we're like auto tune, and that whole fucking 808s and heartbreaks really is all auto tune. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I was like, this place. That's the best. I also just want to just want to address the fact that the AKA I originally had was Jared Bubbly, and for those of you who don't know, we record these through Squadcast. And you can put in whatever kind of funny name that you want as your name. And Nikki logged on today as Jared Bubbly. So you know what they say. Great minds think alike. And I went with Jay. Jay. Just Jay. (laughs) And we are back. It's another episode. What if if your first name was literally just the letter J? You should legally change it to that. You could be like Seal or uh, Leon. Or Leon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or Cher. Uh, Yeah. I've thought about this for years. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm not at like single name uh uh money yet but you know a couple more years maybe by the time you need the money it's first not, it's not single name it's just one letter it's just yeah. j oh that's a good point j yeah do you pay by the letter when you change your name is that how that works <laughs> I, I i have no idea <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> there's no fucking way that'd be ridiculous um guys but you, uh, you can't just to clarify sorry i know we have nba to talk about <laughs> just to clarify just to clarify like i can't do it because my name is tad i can't yeah. just be t but your no, name no. is already just j it's true it's true and instead of just saying like the letter j i could just say just the letter j the letter yeah like, um, how do you spell your name j j okay how do you spell that no j literally no, just, the letter. Just, just, j. J. just the letter um <laughs> just put the j in front of their face aggressively <laughs> with your fingers yes j gotta, gotta it's the letter the, j that's lower it lower the thumb a little bit yeah to get it at the curve it's not easy to make a j with your fingers but you know no no no, no. i could yeah <laughs> I, I could do it i could do it 
I'll work on it. If I change you my name, you can unironically wear like you know, like those dudes like that put like the fish hooks, like the redneck people that put the fish necks on like the front of their oh. their ball cap. Mm-hmm. You could uh, you could unironically do that because it looks like a J. So you just oh, feel like yeah, oh, it's for my name, you know. Or I mean, I, I highly advise that you don't do that, <laughs> yeah, but you could. I might. Hey, here's your last option. Only because I remember this from when I took American Sign Language. You can just do your pinky out and swoop. That's Jay. That's the one that I remembered. I was doing it in my mind. I was like, A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I. I just remember. Because this is I. I is just a little pinky. And then J is that fucking twirl. Hell yeah, Jay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Boys, I got a question for you. Um, Sweep? Sweep? No. Sweep? I don't think no, so. No, I think Jimmy might not. be a little Sweep? too crazy to allow that to happen. Sweep though, no, but no, bam! No, 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 no. Look, man. Here's the, hold on, Sweep. hold on. Uh, here's the thing, man. I'm not. I'm not even gonna let you say, "Oh, Nikki, you can go first. Like, fuck you. Here's the thing, <laughs> All right. The Lakers during that game last night went on a 75 to 30 run, and it was fueled by some of the most insane three point shooting that I've ever seen. And then, like late in the second half, like they couldn't fucking. It was Clank City. There's just uh, they're a team. They they're not going to consistently do that. Like Contavious yeah. Caldwell Pope hit like six threes. Yeah, they he they stinks. They broke the franchise record for threes and a half. Like that, they that were like, just, like I think they were like not, eleven for twelve or something like that. Like it was like ridiculous. They shot like eighty eight percent from three in the first half. Um, I will say this: Bam and Drogic are questionable for game two. No, they're out. They're fully out now. Both, both oh, of them were announced earlier today. Out, out, out. Okay, both see, that's new information. I didn't know that. I, I was, uh, I was very. Uh, on the phone, man. Wozbaum. I was working. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So for the listeners who didn't catch the game, um, the Miami Heat came out. They, I mean, they came out with a pretty good start. I mean, we were texting about it pretty early. They went small. The Lakers decided to start Dwight Howard and they were just switching on him all game. And Goran Dragic was giving him the business. Bam was doing his thing. They were moving. They were cutting the baseline, everything that you wanted to see from them. They were getting a lot of good shots. Um, and then the Lakers decided to go small. Some injuries happened and this game got out of control really, really fast. I mean, they got off to a 13 0 start and next thing you know, they were just, they were just looking from, from behind the rest of the game. Um, both Bam and Goran Dragic got injured in the game. Goran Dragic uh, has torn his plantar fascia. He is out four to six weeks, which means he will not play another game in the finals. Bam is out game two um, with the shoulder hand injury that he uh, uh, that he had when he when he fell to the floor. Although he had a, he had a couple plays throughout the game that that kind of went at that shoulder, um, and he is going to be out at least one game, um, which puts the heat at a major disadvantage going into game two. Um, I, I do think that the heat are going to come out with one game in this series, but at this point I'm changing my tune and I'm going Lakers win in five. I think what we saw was they have no answer for Anthony Davis. He got whatever shots he wanted. Uh, (laughs) I guess they need PJ Tucker. Yeah. Somebody, uh, you see Larry Sanders last night tweeted. He's like, Miami, don't worry. I'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, dude, they have they have nobody. Like Drake, Jay Crowder is not your answer. They tried yeah. to switch him. Like they put Jimmy on him at a couple a, a couple possessions. Like he just 
he got whatever he wanted. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk ain't stopping him. That's the one thing. What'll, what'll be interesting is I'm I'm interested to see if Spolstra makes some adjustments and goes big because they they went small the majority of the game, but now it's like losing Goran Dragic. I mean, they got 18 from Kendrick Nunn last night, which is great because Kendrick Nunn's basically yeah. been a no factor. He didn't look bad. He shot playoffs. well. No turnovers. I think he had like five assists or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he got to the basket really, but like he's but he's a no. He like he's a non-factor on defense. At least Goran yeah. Dragic will give you something on defense. Um, I don't know where they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna replace like Goran Dragic was a potential mismatch for them, and he was causing problems for the Lakers in the first quarter. But I mean, I, I, I did nothing but sing his praises on this podcast the last several weeks. He's been great. Yeah. He's been like a good motor for that team. He's been a good scoring option whether they start him or he comes off the bench like he's been a terrific player for them I did not realize that both of them uh were going I mean I I highly doubt I mean if Bam comes back it's it's gonna be like a play and injured sort of thing uh yeah, yeah I mean honestly like yesterday prior to the game I was g-chatting with my cousin and he was just like, what's your prediction? I was like, I'd kind of like to see this first game before I say anything. It's like, I'm leaning Lakers in seven, but I'd like to see what, what happens tonight. Uh, so I was very prepared to come on this podcast and say Lakers in seven. Um, yeah, I, I, Jay, I'm, I think I'm with you, buddy. I think it's five games. I think so, yeah, too. I, got it down. I originally had Lakers in six, but I have it oh, down to same. five. Uh, I have it down to five now because obviously all those injuries. I just think Jimmy's going to go crazy. But here's the thing: Jimmy rolled his ankle pretty say, bad, got, real bad, to end the first that end that first half. Yep. But I just think he's so psychotic; he's not going to let his body be injured until the finals uh, are over. Uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't know what pain is. Yeah, no, no, he he, he pushes the, through that. The, the no. only reason Jimmy Butler has ever sat out when he's quote injured is because the team forces him to do so. Jimmy yeah. Butler's like, bro, it's just a fucking broken leg. <laughs> it's, it's like fine. I saw I saw Greg Jennings play through it on Madden. There, there <laughs> are <laughs> there are some other issues though. So number one, even when Bam wasn't hurt. They could not get to the basket. Like once, once the Lakers decided to go small and play AD at the five, Miami could not get to the basket, uh, and they weren't shooting well, which was hurting them as well. But like nobody was getting to the basket. Bam was not hitting his typical floaters that he normally hits. Um, they they really got into Miami, and the defense was superior. I mean, the Lakers as a team, the team defense was uh, on point, and the other issue is now with Drogic going down and potentially bam for at least one game. I mean, Jimmy's got to take like 25 to 28 shots if they're going to have a chance. It's I mean, going to be it's the leading be, shooter on their team was Tyler Hero yesterday. Yeah. It's going to be Jimmy, minus, Hero, minus and Robinson. Yeah. Um, I, I mean that, here, Can I ask the, the question? Thing. Is this the is this the best game the Lakers have had the entire playoffs? Yeah, I mean, just I like, like it, to, right? Tad, to Tad's point, like they don't shoot like that from. They don't ever home. shoot like they really that. Don't like ever. Rondo is has been hitting threes. Like, well, it, that's it, kind it, of that's kind of like with what had what Pippen had said. Where this is, you know, you're not really bothered in the bubble. So this is, of course, someone like Rondo will be able. to He's shooting like almost fifty percent from three. I mean, as a like, team, they shot thirty nine and a half percent. Yeah, they're not going to do that again. 
No. I'll say this. The best the Lakers have looked in this was when they went up when they when they won their third game of the Rockets series. Uh that game, I oh, mean LeBron yeah. just came out on a mission and was like, We're gonna fucking break these guys' spirit and then they smoked them in the next game. Um this game was a pretty close second, probably a one A, one B situation. Here's what I have to offer. This is hot take city. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there. Boy. Sizzling. When Miami opened up the like 15 point lead or whatever it was in the first quarter and we were texting about it and I was like, Miami's going to run these guys ragged because they were, they were moving without the ball. They were running off screens. You know, Jay Crowder was red hot, which like, you know, I mean, we know that's not going to be sustainable, but I was watching it and I was like, these guys, and then this weird thing happened where Miami was like, we have a 16 point lead and Un, unlike the way that they normally play, the tenacity seemed to kind of go away. They left Caldwell Pope wide open in the corner. He hit back-to-back threes. And then they were also just so careless with the ball. Like, they were. The, like, I, I, like, even ball handling. I'm not just talking like passing. Like, it was passes were lazy. They were like, you know, playing with the fucking ball like it's a goddamn toy. It's not a toy. And, uh, like, you know, I, I think that if they would have kept their intensity, they could have broken the Lakers pretty quickly. At, not LeBron, you know, because LeBron's going to be like, the, yeah, yeah, we can still get back in this and win this game, and he can rally the troops, sure. But you have the opportunity to break the spirit of some of the role players on that team where they're just like, nah, fuck. Like, you know, we'll just chalk this one up. Uh, and you could do that early. You know, basketball's a game of runs, don't get me wrong. Like, you you know, teams will take one in the mouth and then they'll they'll hit back. Uh, but I, I feel like the game could have been completely different if Miami would have played much tighter basketball in the late, like in the late first quarter, early second quarter. But they yeah. let the Lakers just fucking run rough shot on them. It was it was uh, not great. Yeah, you are right. the The end of the first and a lot of the early second was some real sloppy basketball from the heat, which I, when I was watching and I was like, this is not how they've been this entire fucking time. What's going on here now? Um, I hope they end up doing better. Cause like, oh, I don't want to watch these kind of ass whoopings every time I turn on the TV and like a fun game every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, is like they did not shoot well as a team. Nope. They shot 31%. I mean, Jay Crowder had a great game from three, but like Duncan Robinson was a nothing for them. Just nothing yeah. from him. He looked timid when he had the ball. He did. Moment was moment was a little too big for for old dunks there. Yeah, I think I think I think him and Hero come out a little better next game. Um, I didn't think Tyler Hero played that bad. Yeah, actually, man, mis- what am I talking about? He actually, just had Hero the misfortune was fine. Of, he just had the misfortune of being on the court while they were getting absolutely. Yeah, annihilated. I guess. Yeah, another thing. It's not really his fault. He he was just out there when all the starters were sitting. Pretty much once all the Miami starters sat is when all hell broke loose. Yeah, I mean, he there was, a, there was a point when it was only like Tyler Hero and then a bunch of like the bench with I th- I think I want to say Jay Crowder or something like that, and that did not go well. No, I mean, look, in like I said, if if Tyler Hero is your leading shooter for the game, that's not that doesn't bode well for for the game. Now the great the game script would would lead to that. I'm curious as to how they address the Goran Dragic thing. Like, are they just going to slot Kendrick Nunn into the starting lineup like he was during the regular season? Or do you give Tyler Hero those minutes and have Tyler Hero start? I mean, I think you you have to play Kendrick. You have to start Kendrick Nunn. I, I think you have to. With the way, like... With the way that the Lakers roster is constructed, I, I just, I don't see a way... 
where you can Tyler Hero is a, a good player. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, we've established that on this very podcast. But yeah. at the same time, if Tyler Hero is going to be your primary ball handler against the Lakers top starting five, you're in trouble. Oh, for sure. There's no yeah. question about it. I mean, despite the fact that he's playing playing so well, like I mean, he's not nearly the playmaker that that Goran Dragic is. So like, you're losing a lot there. And like, frankly, after- neither is Kendrick Nunn. But Kendrick Nunn is a is a better ball handler than he's a better he's a better guy to run at the one than Tyler Hero is. I mean, that's it'll just, be interesting. The other it. the other interesting thing is going to be like they I I feel like they probably have to give Miles Leonard some minutes to just throw a body at Anthony Davis because they've got to throw some bodies at him. Because otherwise he's gonna he's gonna get whatever. He, I mean, he was unstoppable yesterday. He's gonna they get gotta, whatever. He wants. They got to put Myers Leonard in there so he can hit those sweet sweet corner threes. Oh yeah, that's what they need Myers Leonard for. That's, but that's no, you're. Game. I mean, to, in 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 reality, you're absolutely right. Like they yeah. they they got to do something. And I mean, they they don't. I mean, Kelly Olynyk is not a particularly physical player unless he's trying to rip Kevin Love's shoulder out of its socket, but or his arm out of its socket. But, um, dude, I mean, they just got to ask guys like Myers Leonard's not a particularly physical player either, but they just got to ask these guys that are not particularly physical to just fucking body up. Anthony they Davis have, because yeah, they, they, have have they, they don't have a choice. No, they got to make it tough for him. Like they'll, they're, they're going to make it tough for LeBron. I mean, granted he had a fucking, like another easy triple double. You're just like, Oh shit. You look at the end of the game. which is like, Oh, he's, Triple double. Look at that. Yeah, he was assi- um, he was an assist away. How do I know that? Because several people that I am friends with bet on him getting a triple double tonight and oh, shit, none right. of them, or last night oh, none of them got he it. Just missed one. Wow, they, they, that's wild. They, somebody somebody missed a wide open shot and on the next dead ball they took him out. Like that he set up like a I mean like not a soul near them wide open shot. Um, I I had a buddy. I had two different friends. One put a bet on just the Heat scoring first. I think he put a hundred bucks on it and he won 300 or something like that. I don't know. But I had a completely different friend who put money specifically that um, fucking Jay Crowder would be the first one to score. And he only <laughs> put like 10. Not Jay Crowder. <laughs> Jay Crowder. <laughs> it was Jay Crowder's corner three the first basket of the game? Yeah, first basket of the game right in the corner. Amazing. Um, I think he only put like 10 bucks, but it was like something like, I think he won a bunch. He told me he was not like crazy amount, but he was just like so happy and he wished he had put more on it because I think it was like you were going to win like three or four times, whatever you put in there. As an avid sports gambler, it is hilarious how like you hit on something like that and you're like, God damn it. Why didn't I bet more money? And then you do other (laughs) things like bet money on a team and you're like, fuck, why did I bet so much money on that? Yeah. (laughs) Or sometimes like the one that I, I understand it, uh, welcome to betting corner, folks. Uh, I understand <laughs> it, but um, like, why, why, like, why would so many people do these wild ass parlays? Because you see them so so often nowadays. It's like, oh, he had to get fifteen straight right. He got fourteen, and on fifteen, it was a game winner to screw him over. Because it because like, like I mean that's like that's the fun of it. Like I, as somebody who gambles a lot, like. I don't do it because I'm like, oh, fuck, like it's going to make me rich and I'm going to win a ton of money. I do it because like when the University of Toledo is playing Cincinnati in football, that might be the only game on my television on Thursday night. And I'd like to watch the game. Don't really have anything, any interest in it. But when I got Toledo plus 14, you bet your ass I'm tuning in and watching every <laughs> <of it. laughs> Did you get that plus 14? 
I, I did not. I, I don't believe they've played each other this year, but those were just two very uh, oh, random. I thought, oh, okay. It was, it was so random. specific. I, it seemed Super. like you were going to tell me that you lost a lot of money on that I've, day. I've bet on games that were the equivalent of that. Like like teams that you're like, who the fuck? Like, like what what schools? I don't even know where these schools are, and I, I've bet on, <laughs> yeah. on those games. Um, I bet the, on that. Earlier this year, the first college football game of the year was SMU Texas State, and I took Texas State plus 17 and a half, and they covered Oh, I don't know good. a single player except for uh, the quarterback for Texas, whose name I can't even remember, or for SMU transferred there from Texas. I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. He's the only player I know on that team. Vince Young. Yep. Vince no, Vince Young, Young is is fat and broke. Vince Young. Oh, he still doesn't have that te- that that uh, steakhouse. <laughs> Did he have a steakhouse? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that thing and definitely closed. What a sad life. Vince Young was uh was a big proponent of uh, I can't I can't remember if it was TGI Fridays or Applebee's, but apparently he used to roll in there with a crew and just shut the place down. Yeah. Like would get like hammered at like fucking TGI Fridays, which I mean I low key just kind of respect just a, a common oh, yeah, a dude. common yeah. the common man. Who, who among us has not gotten drunk at a fucking TGI Fridays? Am I right? I know. I've only ever Come been on, to a TGI dude. Fridays once and I went to the one in the city on Michigan Avenue, which I think is closed. <laughs> There's there are ten thousand oh restaurants in Chicago and some of the best fucking food here and I went to a tea but the thing is I saw a commercial for like chilies and I googled I'm like where's the closest chilies this is when I lived on Lakeshore Drive like I lived like a ten minute walk from this TGI Fridays <laughs> and I was like I was like oh the only chilies is in Evanston I was like I really kind of just want like trash chain restaurant food and Lauren was like well there's Lauren's like there's a Fridays and I was like I've never been to a Fridays but I'm like I know it's a, a similar equivalent and Lauren was like let's go so we we went uh, I had a nice time I, I had a nice time their their food was uh it was uh superbly average which is yeah. exactly what I was looking for nice chicken quesadilla some sort of like uh, some sort of wing. And, an artichoke uh, dip that's ninety five percent butter. Yeah, a margarita that's like a light shade of blue. Not really yeah. sure how it got that way, but it's a light <laughs> shade of blue. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TGI Fridays. <laughs> Give us some sponsorship money. <laughs> some uh, <laughs> for a real half ass way of. Did talking you know that on like uh, on September twenty third, two thousand eleven, a man named Stephen Pittman, who is a registered sex offender in the state of Maryland, was arrested on felony fraud charges for impersonating Vince Young. I'm reading Vince Young's Wikipedia page in case that was not evident. Um, I mean, look, man, here's the deal. There's not a ton of basketball to talk about. The Lakers fucking <laughs> ran the heat out of the gym. The Heat are injured, and they're not going to win the fucking series. So, like, you know they're what? Not. They're not going to win the series. We do have look, one more time. Will, I will say this real quick. If the Heat pull this out of their ass and win – Wow. No fucking way. LeBron James is a failure. Jimmy Butler is the new Michael Jordan. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> what a statement. You heard it here first, folks. I said only um, if they did, but I know that's not going to happen. Of course. Yeah, here do. it is. Vince Young supposedly spent thousands a week at TGI Fridays and a Cheesecake week? Factory. Spent five, well, Cheesecake Factory can get expensive. Specifically, he spent $5,000 a week at either Cheesecake Factory or TGI Fridays. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I mean, I like. I appreciate the commitment, man. The guy was like, he wasn't going out and getting bottle service and hitting the club and doing the, you know, the cool thing. No, my man's was going to the chain restaurant that you find in Lombard, Illinois, and having a Hell great yeah. time. <laughs> good, th- good throw out, <laughs> Vince. Lombard, Illinois. Wow. It's a great one. I'd say Vince Young, a man of the people. I worked in Lombard for two years. Um, I worked in Oak Brook for eight months before I found active campaign. And then I was like, see you. <laughs> that a boy. Proud of you. Um, all right. We do have one more topic tonight. 
Um, guys, Dude. do you know why I love recording this late in the week? Do you know why? Why? Because stories unfold. You know, had we recorded this episode three days ago, we're covering this story so different. But three days, fast news days. In three days, Doc Rivers went from being fired by the LA Clippers to signing a five-year contract to be the next head coach of your Philadelphia 76ers, um, ending a seven-year run in LA as the Clippers coach. Um, he was fired, but he the Clippers let him say that he was the one that broke up with them in true, true, just classy fashion. Thanks, Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Um, and within about 24 hours, he was talking to Philadelphia and Three days later, here we are. He is now the Philadelphia 76ers coach. I want to start with this first. And Nikki, we'll start with you. Um, Were you surprised by the firing? I want to talk specifically about the firing first. Um, No, I don't. I I predicted it. I said it on this podcast. I said he was going to go, go. He going to go. We. 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 Tajula is correct. We. Uh, both said that he was going to get fired because it's been it's been too long. He hasn't gotten them out the second round. I mean, nobody has because of the Clippers, but they all thought Doc would because he won, but he didn't. And I'll keep my thoughts about Philadelphia to myself because I will let Tad go. That is. <laughs> Doc Rivers stinks. I, I could have told you that with his fucking first stint in Orlando. Dude, he's not the answer to the fucking Phillies pro- or the Phillies, the 76ers problem. We're not he's not. not. He's not a good coach. Co- he's not a good coach, man. He's not. You're wrong. He never has been. His only success was when he had three fucking Hall of Famers. You're wrong. In Boston. Four, because I think Rajon Rondo's gonna be a Hall of Famer. He's about to win another ring. No, no way. No, you don't think so? He's Robert Ori has like Robert Ori has like eighteen rings, and he's not that's all true. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I, I think just he, think, I like, think Rondo made like one All Star team. He's never making the Hall of Fame. That's Doc Rivers not Doc Rivers not a good coach, man. Like I, I don't know what like I don't know I don't know how to tell I you this, man. Like I I I I feel so like strongly. I feel like if if you listen to one out of every five episodes of our podcast, there is a, a chance that I have shit on Doc Rivers at some point during one of those. He's not a good coach, dude. He's yeah, just not. I so strongly disagree with you. I so what, strongly What has he you. done outside of winning a championship in Boston with three Hall of Famers and Kevin Garnett, who, let's be honest, was the real leader of that team? What has he done? Nothing. Listen, listen. Doc Rivers is absolutely a good coach. He absolutely knows how to manage egos. It's his number one skill set. It's his number one skill set. Um... Last year, prior to Kawhi and Paul George coming over, he took a team that everybody expected to be one of the worst teams in the Western Conference to the playoffs um, and challenged as an eighth seed. They didn't do shit, but it was he coached that team. He coached his ass off um, in Boston early on before they got those three stars. Like they had a rough squad. Like his best player was Rajon Rondo for one year, or maybe Jeff Green, depending on which year it was. Like the dude is a player's coach and I'll, and this is the point that I'm that I'm going to make here is he is a player's coach which allows him to be I mean Kawhi and Paul George went to LA because Doc Rivers was the coach. Players love playing for Doc Rivers. That's now, fine. Players can love playing for him doesn't make him a good coach. Hold on, let me let me finish my point. The downside of Doc Rivers coaching style because he is such a player's coach is he will ride with his guys even to his detriment. Right, a coach who is maybe a tad bit more cutthroat would have cut Montrezl Harrell's minutes 
basically in half and wouldn't have played Lou Williams another second during that series in Denver because they were non-factors and not contributing. Doc Rivers stuck with his guys to his detriment. It's the one thing that has been his major, major downfall is his inability to make decisions that are difficult. And granted, like to, to fault a coach for sticking with his guys who got him to the who got him to the playoffs, guys who were a part of this team for a couple years now. I, I think it's it, like you're chastising the guy for for being an honorable dude and like sticking with his guys. Like, I mean, he's not a bad coach. He's heavily, heavily respected in NBA circles. Um, and I'm not surprised that he landed in Philly so fast. I'm really not. Let, let me let me say this. I do want to clarify. There have been a lot of terrible, like actual legitimately terrible NBA head coaches. I'll just, you know, stick a needle in you guys and throw Vinny Del Negro out there. Uh, and uh, uh, Fred Hoiberg, Tim Floyd, etc. I'm just not. Okay, I'm not gonna okay, 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 okay. <laughs> let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking strictly. What, what I should say is he's not a bad coach. He is certainly far from the level of coach that people like frequently make him out to be. He is. He's not. Rick Carlisle is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Eric Spolster is a better coach than Doc Rivers. I would yeah. agree with that. Brad Stevens. Like, Brad Stevens is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Like there are, there are a lot Eric, of, like, is he, he, if he is, he is a, a good coach. He is not a exceptional coach. He is not a great coach. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm speaking strictly from the standpoint of a guy. I just think he gets more reverence than he actually deserves. Here's what I'm going to go ahead and do for you. Doc Rivers playoff, uh, playoff coaching. Lost in first round, lost in first round, lost in first round, lost in first round. That's four times he lost in the first round. Uh, let's skip a few years. One NBA championship. Granted, give you that, but he won it with the three Hall of Famers in Boston. I mean, like, come on. I could have coached that team to a fucking NBA finals. Uh, lost in conference semifinals. Lost in NBA finals. Lost in NBA finals again with that same team. Sure. Lost in conference semifinals. Lost in conference finals. I'll even willingly give him this because he ran into the buzzsaw that was the big three in Miami Heat. Yes. But then lost in first round. Lost in conference semifinals. Lost in conference semifinals. Lost in first round. Lost in first round. Lost in first round. Lost in conference semifinals. He the only time he ever got over the hump was with those guys in Boston. Yeah, he I'd also like he, to point out he doesn't win sorry, in the playoffs. I was going to say also to point out not only does he not win, he don't know how to finish because four of those losses they were three and one when yeah, they I mean, lost. Those he's rounds. got he's got two of the worst three one comeback losses in yeah. NBA playoff history. There's no yeah. way of getting around that. And look, I was not I wasn't shocked that they fired him after losing, you know, after being up 3-1 and losing. I I was a it was there was a slight bit of shock only in the sense that this is year 1 of this team being together. They had they had a really rough time meshing throughout the season because there was injuries kind of scattered throughout the season. Then COVID hit. Then they go back in, and then like Mo Harkless isn't there in the beginning. Lou Williams is not there in the beginning. Bat Beverly is out for a bit. Like they had a really weird season, and I would have thought that they would have given him one more shot to run it back with his exact squad, um, but they chose not to. They elected I, not to. So I, I'm I was like fifty fifty shocked. I think I think they've got. The the thing is like they they have to win. I mean because they gave up yeah. literally their next decade of of yeah. of their team to get Paul George. Which like totally, yikes. Um, uh, but um, 
I'll I'll say this when you when you're when you're in that position and you you have to win and you've basically been like hey we've had Doc Rivers here for a while he couldn't get it done with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin in their primes and he didn't get it done this year with a team that pretty much everybody thought was like kind of a lock for the finals oh yeah and you've got Ty Lue on the sidelines with him it's kind of a like all right you know what we've got a short window to make this happen we got to roll the dice and I mean that's they're gonna promote Ty Lue. Ty Lue will yeah. be their head coach. Mm-hmm. You can you yeah, can yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. fucking take that to the bank. Yeah. If, yeah. If, at this if, point, if, if Tyron Lue is not the next head coach of the Clippers, I will swallow one of my AirPods. Ooh, that seems like a bad <laughs> idea. I can't. I can't wait tomorrow and we get a, uh, a little message saying that Jason Kidd signed with the fucking Clippers. figuratively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no, have, no, 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 no. I won't let that go. I'm gonna fucking force it down your throat, damn it. I have I have one as that quarantine's over. I'm going right over there. I'm gonna push it right down your fucking throat. I have one last You don't know where I live anymore. That's true. I will find you, dude. We can figure it out. I got people. I, got uh, in I mean, it's public. Right? I, I believe, like you can, you can find <laughs> homeowners in like a public easy, record. Easy, easy. Um, this is the last thing I have to say about him going over to the Sixers, and that is, I feel like it's very fitting because both Doc Rivers and the Sixers have a tendency to sort of disappoint in the playoffs lately. <laughs> so I think there, it's a match made in heaven. You know, it'll be a great, uh, you know, regular season for them. They'll seem amazing. They'll probably get the third seed, maybe even the fourth. And then it's not as going to be, they'll have, they'll get bounced off by Indiana again, even without Oladipo. uh, Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I just, I don't know. They, I, I also don't think that the way that the Sixers are built is a winning structure. Well, and they, this team, the team that they have, who could have guessed, guessed that you need team. guards to win? You know, who could have guessed? Mm, yes. And no, I understand they have Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons is a power forward who can dribble very well. It doesn't matter in today's NBA. You don't need a traditional point guard. You need a playmaker. You have the playmaker. Yeah, he has, you they have, have the great, play, but the one exists. thing that he can't do that most other playmakers can do is spread the floor. He the issue is is Elton Brand did not build a team that would allow him to spread the floor. Plus, you have two guys that clutter the middle, and the guy who should be spreading the floor isn't, and the guy who shouldn't be is way too often. However, Doc Rivers has a knack for dealing with superstars. It's one of his best skills. I am super excited to see if he can get Joel Embiid to finally take things serious. Now, Joel Embiid had a very, like very, very close relationship with Brett Brown just from their time together. He got there, you know, they basically got there at the same time. Doc Rivers has a pedigree. Um, I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, there's a very high potential that they'll respond very well to that. Elton Brand's got to step this shit up and put a roster around them. I'm really excited for what this could potentially do for that 76ers team. Because if we get, if we get the, now, there's a there's a an alternate universe where Joel Embiid gets traded this offseason, and we're having a very different conversation. Um, but there is a world where Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers really hit it off, and he actually takes this season, this coming season, seriously because he has like MVP caliber talent, as does Ben Simmons to, to some extent. I'm I'm super excited. I think there's a reason that Doc Rivers keeps getting hired. And why he got hired so fast? The fact, the moment that he was on the on the market, three days later they snatched him up for five years. I am very excited for Philadelphia. I think it's a good hire. Um, 
and I hope it turns out well for them. I really do. I like I like to think that today Brett Brown or not Brett Brown, excuse me, Sam Hinkie was just hanging out at home, went to the gym, you know, got done at the gym. He's coming in, you know, he's he's all sweaty and he pulls out his phone, you know, he gets a little buzz on his phone. Clicks into Twitter and he sees that they've hired Doc Rivers and he screams aloud to his empty home. This wasn't part of the process. And he <laughs> across the room. You think Sam Hankin lives alone? You think Sam Hankin lives by himself? He lives uh, in a one bedroom. <laughs> and the enti- the bedroom is a bed and then just a bunch of spreadsheets. Yep, just a big, just one big wall large mattress that covers oh. the entire wall. Oh. Y'all guys talking about mattress room? Mattress room is a dream of mine that someday I own a home large enough that my bedroom is just a mattress room. I'm talking like a like a 14 by 18 room that's just mattresses. You could sleep anywhere in it, wherever you want. It's all mattress. That's just mattress. That does sound pretty glorious, actually. Tad, I'm going to send you a picture, uh, something from Instagram where it is, in fact, a bedroom. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Um, guys, his uh, Wikipedia page doesn't say anything about. Uh, oh nope, he did. He he married to a woman named Allison Burness. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Wikipedia. Um, I love just well, looking guys, up random shit while we talk about it on this podcast and just finding out uh, <laughs> random things. We, we we uncovered Vince Young's story and and how somebody portrayed him when they were a, a, a child diddler and well, we don't boy. know that he was a child diddler. He was just a sex offender, you know. I mean, it's <laughs> like look, that's not better. I'm not suggesting <laughs> any yeah. that that's, that's better, fair. but we you know like we, we don't know for sure what uh, sort of. I'm gonna look it up after we're done here. <laughs> but of course, send us the details, would you? Um. Well, guys, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? These are kind of like the main storylines of the NBA today. I, I, I hope that the Heat play better and that we get better games. I know that that this game seemed like a fluke, but the two injuries make it a lot worse now. But I have faith in Spolstra. I think he'll do something. I'm sad that this is going to be the last uh, series of the NBA for a while. Like I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that ultimately what we're gonna get up, what we're gonna get is. Sadly, going to be probably disappointing. Uh, yeah, pretty it's quick. Gonna, it's going to be over fast. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I was just like, if this if this series ends super fast. We're not getting basketball till February. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going to be. I, I, that's that's the point I'm making. While for a while, no basketball. And I was just like, fuck. What the fuck are we going to do? We might have to start that movie podcast after all. Yeah. <laughs> we we there, there's not a uh, might. We are starting that movie podcast. Yeah, we're going to do it. 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 Um, well, that's all I got, guys. I don't know if you guys don't have anything else. I think we probably could just plug and wrap it up early tonight. Plug. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore, and you can follow me on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. That's T A D dot Hall. Follow me everywhere at Nikki Palooza. All right, you can follow Nikki me at Palooza underscore Kilas on Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter. And Facebook. Uh, make sure you give the podcast a five star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends, share the news, put it in your story. Check out us. Check out our Instagram account. We keep posting good stuff. Uh, most days, you know, most days. Twitter sometimes. Tweeted last night. That happened. Um, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. Bye. Fuck Doc Rivers. <laughs>